This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. win <laughs> as the LSU Fighting Tigers take down the Sanford Bulldogs 11 to 1 tonight. It started off slow, um, but nevertheless, uh, LSU turned it on, especially starting around the fourth inning and absolutely demolished the baseball. Whatever uh, was going on with Jared Bear Jones, it's over with. <laughs> That man should have three home runs tonight. Three. So, whatever little slump he was in, whatever was going on, I'm pretty sure he's out of it. Uh, as it was a massive performance tonight. Not only by Jared Jones, who, by the way, um, his the baseball that he hit um, is passing our house right now. I just got a text from the wife. It, it has not landed yet. Dude, he just hit, guys, he hit one over the freaking scoreboard. Your boy just, Jared Jones just hit one over the scoreboard. <laughs> that dude's a freak, bro. That dude's a freak. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says, what you drinking tonight? Man, I've been trying to tell y'all, bro. I, I like, I don't know how to show y'all this. I mean, I could show you. It's just water. Can y'all see that? It's just water, man. Trying to diet, brother. Trying to diet. So you can't be drinking on a diet. Uh, Ryan says 400. It was actually 459 feet on that bear blast. So should have three home runs tonight. They should have given them that first one. 
Um, but look, we'll, we'll talk on some good things, some bad things, some things that they got to clean up. But Paul Schemes was absolutely fantastic. Um, got hit a little bit. Um, not, I mean, they didn't get hits, but I mean, it wasn't net crazy in the, in the first couple innings, but he had three K's in the first two innings and responded in the third, got two K's, uh, gave up an infield single. Then that bloop single to right or the little ground ball in the right, uh, after the wild pitch, the runner would score, but that's the only real trouble that Skeens was in. In the top of the fourth, he struck out three, bam, 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 and then came back in the fifth and struck out two uh, to end it after Jordan Thompson had that uh, bla- that really bad error. So a really good, I mean, guys, just a productive night uh, tonight. You do, Again, you, do, you did what you needed to do. You're facing an inferior opponent. You're struggling a little bit earlier, and then all of a sudden you just you absolutely start demolishing the ball. Now I will say, and something that we will need to keep our eyes on, you will not, you will not um, get away with some of those some of those foul balls that um, that Sanford missed, like the one that Cruz hit that dropped, and Cruz came right back out in the very next pitch and hit a single in between. The five and six hole, uh, I mean, those are just some things that you will not get away with in SEC play. Um, so, look, I, I mean, LSU didn't strike out a whole hell of a lot tonight, but other than the bottom of the second. So, if you remember, LSU had the bases loaded uh, in the bottom of the second, and they had a K from Dugas, who, from what I understand, it was a contact issue. I started making some texts. Uh, and then Doug Thompson said they they thought it was a um, a contact issue, so I, I don't know with the eyes, I, and I don't even know really what Jay was having to argue. I hope somebody you know, I hope somebody asked Jay what what the home plate umpire. Which, by the way, this is the third time that we've had this guy behind the plate tonight. If you hadn't noticed, or second time that we've had this guy from behind the plate, and he's absolutely horrible. Like. If there was a picture of ass cheeks in uh, uh, the dictionary, it would be this guy. I mean, he's just not—he's just not that good. He was squeezing skeins throughout the night. He just is highly inconsistent. The only consistent thing about him is he's that he's inconsistent. So we'll have to just wait and see. You know, like if that guy's going to be behind the plate in SEC play, it's not going to be too good. But. Nevertheless, we'll talk on some LSU postgame, some key thoughts uh, that we had here tonight. Also, um, Friday edition, man. I mean, I told you we had to miss Wednesday, so I'd make it back up to you guys uh, on a Friday night show. So we'll talk about the good. We'll talk about the bad. And LSU football recruiting, a lot of guys uh, in Baton Rouge this weekend. And a lot of things I'm hearing, it's going pretty well. Really good weekend. You have a lot of talented young men on campus this weekend. Uh, so we'll touch on that uh, as well. Any questions, thoughts, concerns? We'll talk to, to uh, get a lot of questions, a lot of comments in here tonight. Just, you know, look, it's kind of a, a formal, informal show. So you put in comments, we'll bring up as many of them. Uh, as we can. And if we have time tonight, um, Carolina trades for the first overall pick. Um, we'll talk on that uh, as well. So let's get to a couple of these comments, though, before we get rolling. Brandon Reese is glad the men's basketball season is over with. Yeah, I mean, look, man, 
You got to hit the portal. I mean, he's just going to have to hit the portal hard. Uh, Brandon Reese also says, good to see the baseball team taking care of business against teams that they should beat. I agree with that. John Sibley Butler, what's up, John? Says, baseball landed in my front yard in Austin. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, Jones is just insane with it. He's insane with it. Uh, Paul Sub Martin says on YouTube, Jones hit a Jorge Soler game six home run tonight. Great pull there, Paul Sub. It's a great pull. I, I, I like that. I like that. Blaze LeBlanc says, Blake, where can I get uh, one of those digital camo hats? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe ask Jay. Go there and say, Jay, can I have one of those hats? See what he says. Uh, Stephen Fry says that lid, though. Yeah, y'all like this? I mean, if LSU's going to wear it, you got to support it, right? And it's for a good cause. It's for a really good cause. Philip Rose says, hey, Blake, how do you think LSU handles the thin offensive line for the spring? Well, I mean, Philip, with all due respect, thin where? <laughs> thin where? What position? They're not thin. They're not thin. They'll be, they're going to be fine on the offensive line, man. They're going to be fine. But if you're talking about, re- re- like, reps – uh, I mean, you just get some of the younger guys in, man. I mean, you might see a couple of walk-ons in it here and there. Um, but, I mean, other than Charles Turner, he's the, really the only one out. I mean, you still got Garrett Dellinger that's in the building. You got Marlon Martinez that's in the building, which I, I will be a little honest. I'm, I'm getting a little worried about. Um, you know, if he doesn't, you know, start, we'll see. You got Mason Lunsford coming in. He won't be a part of spring, but. You got Lance Hurd. You got four other guys coming in. Bo Borderline had some really good snaps yesterday. Um, so I, I think that they're going to be fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about the offensive line. Actually, I think it's going to be a bonus for you. Like I and look, like like we talked about Philip, and it's just it, it. I mean, it's just a statistic across college football when you have four or more offensive linemen returning uh, in a season. Like, so, for example, LSU in 2018 to 2019, your running game goes up by a third. So, if that does happen by L- for an LSU standards, guys, you you ran the football damn near at 200 yards per game. You threw it for another 275 yards per game. And people don't realize that, right? Like, people, people just think, oh, the offense is shitty. Well, no. And everybody says the defense was fantastic. Also, no. Defense has got to get better on third down. You were you were in the 90s, in the 90s at times during the season on third down conversions. You ended up being 71st because you played Purdue. It's the only reason why the LSU ended up 71st on third down conversions was because of the excuse me, was because of the bowl game. If you would have never played that bowl game, you would have been the 90th ranked defense. And on third down conversion, you could you could talk, you could scream all you want, Florida State, AM, whatever you want to. You lost those games. So spare me. And you can blame the offense all the live long day, but when you're giving up third down after third down after third down to uh Devon A chain and, and company, no. No. I, I mean, guys, you you ran think about this. For everybody saying that Jaden is is a shitty thrower. Just as an example and just a thought really quickly, think about this for just one second. You threw the ball on average for 275 yards per game. That's with a game 
that you didn't even eclipse 100 against Auburn. You ran the ball for 180, uh, right around 180. I think it's 179.5 yards per game. So 180 rush yards per game. And you want to sit here and clamor to me and say to me that that offensive line didn't do good? With all due respect to any Rudy Pooh who's never played the offensive line, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're not right. So I, I know that's I know that's long-winded, but nevertheless, nevertheless, it, it, you know, Uh, anyway, all right, I'm going to get to a lot of y'all's comments, man. A lot of y'all's comments. So, uh, random, I say random, but Friday night show, since we had it miss Wednesday with all the LSU activity. So, fire in your questions. It's your show, baby. We just roll with it. Brandon Reese says, hopefully, over the next few days, the football team starts loading up on some 2023 recruiting class. You mean 2024. Um yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that they will. Now, I will say this. If you remember not – well, actually, it might have been this Monday show. No, it was two weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago, a couple Mondays ago, I, I mean, I did like a 35-minute segment. I went long-winded, which is usually how most of my segments go, about Brian Kelly's philosophy in recruiting, what we saw at Notre Dame, which you got to break down on these how these guys committed. Like, dudes, look at this. Like, I had four pages of notes in reference to when guys committed, how they started doing it in Notre Dame. Brian Kelly did the same exact thing at LSU last year. So, Brandon, to your point, to your point, I, I mean, you, you get to a situation where, yeah, I, I think that you're going to start getting some commitments and more than likely some guys from Louisiana. I mean, you got to start locking down the state. They're going to do that. I mean, guys, LSU is just – they're on that level when it comes to recruiting. Can they get above that top five, right? Can they eclipse the top four? Can they get in the top three, top two? That's the questions that they need to be asking themselves. Not if they're not. Not if they're going to not be in the top five, guys. You're one of those programs. So get over yourself. <laughs> Everybody came in here. It's like, oh, Brian Kelly get recruit, and I'm like, guys, LSU makes you. Know, LSU just makes you a lot better in recruiting. You got recruits on Twitter out here posting stuff about, man, I can't believe I'm, I'm hanging out with Brian Kelly. He's walking around campus with him. He brought his golf cart with him. I mean, they're hanging out. They're riding the golf cart back to his house and shit like that, or stuff like that. Sorry, guys, I got to stop cursing. But, I, I mean, it just, you know, is what it is. Our man Eric Weinberger says, I love this show. I know that you do. <laughs> I know that you do. My man, Eric Weinberger over Believe. Big news coming, guys. Absolutely massive news coming, man. It's been a long time um, coming. So, a lot of hard work from us, believe, everybody. Uh, Scott Anderson says, should we be worried about John Emery? Yeah, you should be worried about John Emery. Now, you should worry about John Emery as an, as an individual. You shouldn't worry about John Emery in reference to the depth that you have at that position, right? So, I mean, look. You, you get to a point, you get to a situation, you get to a place where, guys, nobody else is having this issue. And you can say that I'm hating on the young man. I I, I get it. But at, at some point, when you talk about Big J journalism, you got to – sometimes you got to point, point things in the – you know, point at things and say this isn't right and this isn't good. Guys, it's not good. 
you know, we, we a lot of LSU fans stuck up for John Emery, and he's making us look like Rudy Poos right now. All right, let's. I'm going to get to all your comments, so continue to fire them in. But just want to talk on this baseball game really quickly. Look, you start off slow. I, I mean, we mentioned that. Okay, you only get one run to the first couple of innings, and then you're able to turn it on. I mean, Tanks hits into a fielder's choice, but it was an error on the second baseman. Dugas would score. That's in the bottom of the first. The bottom of the second, Thompson would come out. He would have a hard line drive to the third baseman. He saw 12 pitches in that in that at-bat. Uh, Jones, I, I mean, should have had the home run there, uh, but they ruled it a single. Ben Neopalt would walk. Uh, Kling would have an infield single, and then you would have bases loaded. And these are the kind of situations, man, that where you got to work, you got to work out of. Like you got to get the ball on the ground. Gavin Dugas would go down looking, and then Trey Morgan would go down swinging. You got to get the ball on the ground, man. You got to do at least something, at least enough, to be able to get some more runs in. But that's difficult because. What you're going to say is, and you're and you're totally right if you have this thought process, because you are right. Like we we won eleven to one, and you're right. But if we're going to point out everything, the good, bad, and indifference, you got to point out some of those things. You can't leave the bases loaded with one out. You you just can't you can't do it. You got to do whatever you got to do to make sure that you're getting runs in. Bottom of the third. You know, uh, Cruz would hit a single between six and five. Now, let me stop right there. When you get into SEC play, the foul ball that Dylan Cruz hit in the very uh, pitch beforehand, the third baseman, if you remember, was running towards the dugout, and it popped. It hit in the heel of his glove, and it pops out. It's not going to happen in the SEC that often, guys. It, it, it's just not. But, I, I mean, it's not, it's not as if that it was a, a massive deal, I guess, because Tommy White would then come up and walk. Brady Neal would strike out. Thompson had a pass ball. He would get a sack fly, and then Jones would ground out. Skeens continued to roll through the first four, man. He was damn he was damn near unhittable. Top of the fourth, he comes in with three straight strikeouts on 15 pitches. That is absolutely insane. And then this is where LSU started absolutely dominating. It's, it's in the bottom of the fourth. Neopold would ground out to third. Kling would walk, which we need to stop really quickly. Paxton Kling is one of the more hotter guys on this team. You know, Samford just a minute ago could have extended that ball game because that the guy that last at bat that they had, I mean, it's not a hard shot, but it was a little bloop, and he had a dive to make a catch. If he doesn't do that, the run scores. Right, and we're playing. You know, we're not in this show right now. We're still playing baseball. So, <laughs> with all of that being said, I, I mean, he's one of the hotter guys right now. He would get a stolen base, and then he uh, advance on a pass ball. Uh, Maryfield would have a sack fly, and then Cruz would, would fly out to uh, second. The fifth inning was where you absolutely exploded. I mean, sixth inning. Excuse, or, or no, it was the fifth inning. Uh, Jones would come out and hit the oppo home run. And then the bottom of the sixth, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys you would bat around uh, in the sixth. Kling would uh, <clears throat> hit a line drive in the left. Maryville would sack him over after the stolen base. Uh, Morgan hit a single back up the middle. Cruz hit a single. White hit the double in the right center field and scored two. Neal would walk. 
Thompson would get a sack fl- uh, would get a sack fly and then the air uh, on the center fielder on that throw. Then Jones would hit the two run home run over the scoreboard and Ben Neapolt would fly out to left. So look, you had some struggles early. We we talked about that, but I mean you turned it on when you needed to. This team, for what it's worth, at least in my opinion. You 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 cannot give them and uh, put them in a scenario or situation. If LSU baseball and these guys start smelling blood, you're in trouble. You're you're in deep trouble. Jaws has nothing on this team at the plate when they smell blood. Really, I mean they they've done it all year. That has been their calling card. Start off a little slow, kind of more of a major league approach at the plate, but that's all right. That's all right. I mean. Think about this for a minute. If Clean can, can continue to do what he's doing, this is what makes LSU so different this year from what we've seen in years past. Guys, your nine-hole hitter is hitting 350. Okay? You're, <laughs> the guy that's not hitting above 300, Jerry Jones, which he might be now, but he was hitting 286 to start the, get, to start the day. He should have had three home runs, but he, he goes away, goes home with two. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, do you want to get on Jordan Thompson for the air? Maybe. But my question would be is if if, if Trey Morgan's at first, is that an out? So, we'll see. All right, you know what I didn't do? Everybody that's joining us right now, do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. So many of you listening to us live on YouTube, about 80 of you. We only have 23 likes, man. We only have 23 likes. So do your boy a solid. Hit that like and share. Hit that like and share right now. Do me a favor. Okay, let's get to start getting to some of these comments. I don't know where um, I left off, uh, but we'll start right with Stephen Fry. Good friends over over at Fry Construction. Y'all give them a call. They're out there in Eunice. My, our good friend Stephen. What's up, buddy? He says, can't wait to finally have a return game with double-A Energizer Bunny back there now. Talking about Aaron Anderson. Yeah, I mean, and look, I mean, he doesn't look like – I. I here, here's what my opinion is with Aaron Anderson right now. If LSU played Florida State tomorrow, he would go. <laughs> it's my opinion. Uh, Brandon Ray says, which position do you think Brian Kelly and staff needs to load up with in the 2024 class? I think that that's pretty easy – Brandon, I think it's linebacker, right? Linebacker and safety. I mean, you just don't have a lot of linebackers, especially off-ball ones. You know, like, there's a real scenario, a very real scenario, well, we know one of them for sure, that Omar Spates is going to the league next year, right, wrong, or indifferent. He's not staying around. He doesn't have any more years, I don't believe. I think he only just has the one. If Greg Penn has another year, or has this year, and he goes into the draft. Who's going to start at middle? Back? Who's going to start in the inside backers? The Weeks brothers. I mean, and I'm not trying to be rude to them, but I mean, if they're going to start, then they better start getting with it. Okay. Um, maybe Harold. Maybe Park Dog. Maybe Park Dog. I mean, but I just don't think he's a he's a three down inside backer. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to recruit that position. Now they got a couple, and they're doing they're doing well there. But that position group you got to recruit. 
I think safety is another one. Now, I, I've made I've made no bones about it. I've told you what I've thought about that position group, and may and look, there could be a very real scenario that I'm wrong here. Okay, but just since it's almost nine, it's almost ten o'clock at night on a Friday. I'll just give tell you what I, I feel from my heart. I think that they should have already offered Deshaun McBride from Denham Springs. It's just my opinion. Okay? I mean, you got Joel Rogers that's out there in West Feliciana. You know, how are things going with him? I think that they're going pretty good with him. I think that that's a position that he can play. And, I'm not, and I think the kids are really, really damn good athlete. But, uh, you know... When you go out of state and get a kid and he hits the portal five days in or, or five weeks in, King Dotery or whatever the kid's name was, I, I mean, Louisiana kids ain't going to do that, dog. The kids that have come here and literally have been here for a day or five weeks and have left you aren't from this state, right? So, I, I mean, I just don't, you know, like I don't mm, – I make no bones about it. No bones about it. I think that they should they should offer Deshaun McBride. So I think linebacker and safety. Offensive line always. Always. Wide receiver always. So let me see. John Butler says LSU has some of the best recruiters in the country. He did it right. Oh, no doubt. I don't know who did it right, but no doubt they do. They do. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says John Emery needs to worry about John Emery. Yeah, man, look, I, I'm not going to continue to, you know, if we're going to go down on this comment sheet, comment list, I'm not going to continue to poo-poo on John. Um, but the truth is, guys, I mean, the truth is, and you come here for truth. I mean, that's I guess that's been our calling card. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um. Mm. Mm. It's just not good, man. It's just not. It's not a good scenario. It's not a good scenario, right? Like, I mean, and I really like John Emery. Every conversation that I've had with John Emery, every one of them, whether it be in person or on the phone, and we don't talk on the phone much. We usually talk in person. John Emery, the person, is fantastic. He's a fantastic human being. But you just got to take care of business, man. Because it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily hurting John. I think John, you know, I, you know, if you've listened to us long enough, I, I don't say this lightly. I, I don't like saying guys are like shoes in, shoe, a shoe in for the league. Guys, with his explosive ability, somebody's going to take a chance on him. Somebody's going to take a chance on him. With that being said, he's hurting nobody but himself and especially his teammates. Especially his teammates. So, we'll see. I agree. With that comment from Brandon Reese. Uh, Paul Sub Martin says, Shout out to our gymnast, Haley Bryant. I saw that. T 
tonight for getting uh, three perfect tens. That's amazing. That's outstanding. That's outstanding. Uh, Tyler, uh, by the way, with that, <clears throat> and I'm not, I think Haley Pryan is just <laughs> phenomenal. When I said the comment the other night, there's not a bigger superstar on your, on your, on, on LSU's campus bigger than um, Dylan Cruz. I had a lot, and I mean a lot, of um, people um, mad at me, um, especially of the female variety that were really mad at me for not mentioning her. But she's not big. She's not big from an athlete's perspective. From an athlete's perspective, I don't care about like Livy Dunn and social media. The social media stuff means nothing to me. I'm talking about outright superstar. Now she's a superstar. Don't get it twisted. But I just don't, I just don't think that she's a bigger superstar than Dylan Cruz. Uh, Townsend says Do guy was having issues with his contact lenses. Yeah, get him out of there. Come get it out of there. Life of a newborn dad. <laughs> oh, boy. American Patriot says, I'd be willing to bet someone would tutor these guys for free. Well, they already have that. They already have that. There's no excuses. We had free tutors. Every campus has free tutoring. Every campus has free tutoring. Well, I think the last... um. Well, I'm not going to tell you all my major, and I'm not going to tell you my profession before all this uh, just yet. Um, but, like, I had I had a calculus, like, 2300 class. No, 3300. It was the third calculus. Sheesh. Dude, I, I, I'm just telling you. I was in study. I, I would have to go to study hall for just that one. I was going to the, uh, the, the uh, Pennington Center. Cause that's where they were holding like some thing like uh, tutoring classes at Southeastern. Uh, Eric on YouTube says it was awesome to see the Sergeant Major live. Is he got the brand new car? That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it really hit him in the heart. Had a couple uh, had a couple of women around me tearing up. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And look, it, it it's for a um, obviously it's for a great cause, and you love to see it, man. You know, like the other night. You know, we were just laying around the house, and uh, what's that movie called? Um, Hacksaw Ridge came on. Dear Lord, let me get one more. <laughs> and man, man, I, I'm going to be honest, dude. When he came down off that cliff, just by the way, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. When, when he came down off that cliff, mm. by the way, Paul Skeen's the best pitcher in college baseball, right? <laughs> I, I I haven't seen anybody better than him. He leads the entire country in strikeouts. Now, the question that you will always have is, you know, Blake, you're playing, you're you're facing inferior opponents, and, and you're right, you're right. But so is everybody else, right? Dolander at Tennessee. Every, I mean, everybody in the SEC is facing inferior opponents. I mean, I think Alabama went down tonight, and they were the last SEC undefeated team. I mean, for crying out loud, South Carolina played a team called, like, Ryder. Where, 
you don't even – I never even heard of that place. And I've kind of fi- – fig- I kind of think of myself as like a college savant. But th- they're playing teams like Penn. I, I mean, yeah, you're hitting seven home runs in a game. You're playing literal a literal JV squad. Like, shut up with your Gamecock loyalty. I, I mean – so it's, it, spare me with the, oh, you're playing non-conference and all this kind of stuff and you're play, facing inferior opponents. Everybody's facing inferior opponents. Everybody. Everybody. Now, we got to see what can he do next weekend against Texas A&M. I mean, guys, he had 12 strikeouts tonight. He looked fantastic. He's had multiple innings this season. Guys, multiple innings. I think that there – I'd have to go back and check. If I'm not mistaken – he has at least four innings where he struck out the side. At minimum. At minimum. Guys, that is that is unreal. That is unheard of. So you want to know why he's not hitting and why he's not getting cuts to the plate? You see it. You know, I, I talked to somebody who's been in the front off the Yankees front office, and, and, and a lot of you in this in this chat know who I'm talking about. And me and him were going back and forth. And I, I just simply asked him, like, does the Pirates have a decision to make with between Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz? And basically he said the only person that Dylan Cruz has to worry about not going 1-1 is, Paul, is his own teammate and Paul Skeens. I mean, guys, when you can shut down a lineup the way that he does, yeah. So you're talking – like, I'm talking about a major league – a major league guy, a guy that's been there for a long time. To some of you that's in this chat, like at least, especially if you're mid thirties, he's been in the front MLB front offices longer than you've been alive. Okay, so yeah, I mean, the, the dominant right-handed pitcher that on you know he he had a o o two count and he threw a hundred mile an hour fastball. Which, by the way, the, the the same guy from the behind the plate called it a ball. Why he called it a ball, I have no idea. I, I mean, it wasn't a ball. I mean, he just the guy's just so bad at his job. Anyway, uh, so LSU baseball data just came out with all of the hardest hit balls tonight on the top trackman exits. Speeds from the game. Dylan Cruz, believe it or not, led it off with a 111.6 mile per hour hit. Jared Jones, 110. I'm guessing that's on the home run. And then he would get another one at 106. Tommy, uh, Tommy White, Tommy Tanks. The one that he hit in the right center field at 107. And Paxton Kling, I'm assuming the one that he absolutely rifled into left field, uh, 107. And Cruz up there again at 109. And Cruz did not have a good night. Let me go back. Let's go back and check it right quick. Uh, Cruz had, I think, two singles. One One of the singles was between second and third. He had a, a boop, pop, boop, bloop, pop, fly to second. And then he had a single between uh, short and third. So, I mean, that's crazy that he's hitting ground balls at that high of speed. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Edward, bud, I mean, we hadn't said anything bad. 
Edward says, great show, but please clean up the bad language so I can keep watching. I mean, Ed, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude to you, bud, but if you, uh, I mean, come on, man. It's 10 o'clock at night. And with, with all due respect to you, you look like you're an elder gentleman. I'm sure you've heard these words before. What did I say that was bad? So get over it and get over yourself. Uh, Bart Smokey, what's up, Bart? What's happening, brother? He says, 100 mile an hour pit, or 100, 100 mile per hour is hard to hit in the major leagues. Add in a fantastic breaking pitch. Only run came on the uh, uh, the two hits and the wild pitch. He's a, he's the best. Yeah, I, I, I'm Bart. I, I'm with you there. And I, I mean, not only is it hard to hit. I mean, and these guys have never seen that, right? Like. These guys at Sanford have never seen that. And, look, they came out swinging the bat. I mean, first inning, for crying out loud, let me go back to it. First inning, I mean, he had a strikeout, then he had a frozen rope to third that Nipolt had to uh, uh, corral, and then they had a deep fly ball out into um, – uh, deep fly ball into center. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Ryan says, hate to see any LSU players go to Pittsburgh. Any, yeah, it's really – well, anybody to go to Pitt, Pittsburgh. Uh, Donovan says on YouTube, as a minister, I find myself it hard to watch sometimes, but this show's been good. We're not – We're so let me just say this. We're going to stop the cussing, especially because we're going on TV. <laughs> I got to stop. They won't give me a choice. David says, how's the new lineman from Maryland going to shape up? Will he start? So, talking about Mason Lunsford, I don't know if he'll start. I mean, I, look, you can say what you want, but he's going to have to beat out either Miles Frazier or Garrett Dellinger or Emory Jones um, or, you know, Charles Turner, or he's going to have to go to center. So, he's going to have to find a way to get himself in there, but I don't know. He's going to have to come in here and compete, and he's got two years to do it. He's got two years to come in here and compete. So, um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Do I think he starts somewhere along the offensive line? Yes. Do I know where? No. No. I mean, guys, got, guys he's got 28 starts in the Big Ten. And you can, you can poo-poo on um, the Big Ten all you want to. But let's not... Let's not act like Michigan's got two guys that are going to get drafted on the defensive line that he faced the entire game. And let's not act as if Ohio State doesn't have, uh, constantly produce dudes. Okay? So, it's it's not – and look, I, 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 I make no bones about this. Okay? And I've told you this. I, I challenge you – I don't think he's 6'7", Timmy. I, I, I challenge you to go back and watch that LSU game. LSU-Alabama game. Go watch Aaron Anderson. Let me see. I think I got the photo because we're we're doing this in film study today. In our off time. In our off time, we were doing film study. Hold on. Let me show it to you. So this photo right here, I know y'all can't see it. Okay? Let me do this. This photo right here, okay? That guy right here, this guy right here, that's Aaron Anderson. 
that's where the play started. So to give you an idea of how bad Emory Jones was absolutely – like, guys, look at this. Okay, let me show this again. Don't tell me – don't tell me that offensive line play was bad. Now, this is Josh Williams, the running back, okay? this That little black line is where the play started. Where are Alabama's defensive linemen? Where are they? They're getting their rear ends torn up. Okay? So when we say we don't study film, guys, it was what we did in film study today. And by the way, this is Aaron Anderson getting his absolute butt whooped up and down the field all night long by Emory Jones. And I will tell you, going back and watching it more, Anthony Bradford kicked his rear end up and down the field. Bada bop, bada boop, bidi beep, bidi boop. So, again, you go to, when you, when you want to talk offensive line play and you come on, and you come to this show, you better bring it. Because when you, when you start, when you start saying the O-line played bad and I have this, and I have this footage, okay, and I have this, Come on, man. Yeah, Will Anderson. Who was I saying? What guy? What was I saying? You get what you, you get. What I'm saying. I don't know who I said. What I say? Will Smith. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell me who I said. Oh, I said Aaron Anderson. <laughs> Y'all know who I meant. Will Anderson. So again, where's that guy going to play? Now, now Anthony Bradford's not going to start at right guard. Can Mason Lunsford start at right guard? Does him and Garen Gallagher, you know, fight it out? Does Emory Jones move into right guard? Well, then who takes over right tackle? Guys, you have not. Even in 19, I don't remember a time, especially when we started doing this since like at least not the shows, but at least since 2016, I do not remember a time where you had this quality of depth along the offensive line. So what you going to do now, if you had to, if you had to ask, if you had to ask me today, right? Like if you had to ask me today, Will Anderson, Miles Frazier, I'm going to, for the time being, because for the time being, I'm going to put Charles Turner at center because I just, uh, listening to Brian Kelly, I don't think that he's going to let uh, Charles Turner lose his job because he's out there in spring. Right guard at the current moment, at the current moment, you got to give it to Garrett Dellinger, and then right tackle, you got to give it to Emory Jones. Now, how do I think it's going to shake out? I think ultimately... Lunsford's going to go to right guard or Emory Jones is going to be a right guard. I don't know what you could do with Garrett Dellinger. I have no idea. Zilch. But I fully believe, ultimately, if Lancer can work through some things, I think he starts at right tackle. So, again, you got seven dudes you can play at a high level. We'll see. 
Paul Sub Martin says Big Ten produces all the beast O linemen and tight ends in the NFL. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. Timmy Martin says at six seven for a center. I don't think he's six seven. Hold on. I think he's six four and a half. Mason Lunsford. I'm pretty sure he's six four and a half. Six five. Let me look it up. Yeah, six five three oh five. It's not bad for a center. I don't like the I mean, I don't like the height. I mean, guys, I'm six three, six two and a half, six three. So, I mean, I don't like the height for a center, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, the only time it gets a real uh, big – it becomes a big issue is when you have that zero nose. It's the only time that it come, becomes a real big issue when you when you watch um, when you watch film and stuff like that. Donovan says Lance Hurd said he's playing tackle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't – I don't – foresee him playing anything else but he ain't gonna play left tackle <laughs> a barring injury he's not playing left tackle he's not getting it over will they're just not gonna do it uh vic on facebook what's up vic he says i honestly didn't see the hype about will anderson this year uh, i think he should have left last season i don't think he could i think he was only a sophomore if i'm not mistaken where he was for sure a top five pick. Oh, he, uh, Vic, he's a top five pick now. He's a top five pick now. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona took him at three. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked there. And I, I ultimately, you know, what would be nasty. You know, it'd be really nasty, is if he fell all the way to Detroit and you got uh, Aiden Hutchinson and Will Anderson on the other side. Now that would be nasty. That would be really nasty. And I got to tell you, Detroit's not a, a Rudy Poo team, man. They're not bad at all. They are not bad at all. Stephen Fry says, quality of depth and young, uh, pretty wild for the SEC. Well, I mean, Alabama has – what separated Alabama and Georgia is that they've had that. And, and, and again, I, I, I've made this I've, – I've, I've said this until I'm blue in the face. But and I will continue to say until I'm blue in the face. But when you have this, when you God dog it, when you have this going on in a play, and you you pushed Alabama's defensive line literally ten yards down the field. No dog. No. Bart Smokey um, says, are we through a tight end? Are we through at tight end for this season? Yeah, Bart, I think that we are. Or does BK go after another transfer? I, I, Bart, <clears throat> now, this is something that um, me and Scarborough even talked about, I think, a little bit. Um, hmm. I think that they're done there. I I think it would have to be a very unique tight end, right? Like a very un, like very unique. I mean, there's been there's been multiple tight ends that have gone into the portal that have had history of being really good. Like they didn't go after you, dude. They went to Florida State, um, from South Carolina. They didn't really you know talk to him. Uh, and, and 
I mean, man, I, I, I tell you, Mac Markway looks good, dude. I mean, he looks the part. And then Mason Taylor only got better. Um, but I just don't I, – I, the only thing that I would see them going and getting a tight end out of the portal would be specifically to block or being a, being a depth piece. That would be that would be what I would see it see it as. Other than that, I mean, because um, we'll see. Uh, Dustin B three three seven says hurt is tripping if he thinks he's taking that left tackle position. No, I don't think that he he I, he, he he was joking around with Brian Kelly with that. He he told Carter Bryant. Um, from Power Hour LSU, he told him, look, man, I'll play right tackle. You know, like, so, I, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think that Lance Hurd really cares where he plays as long as he's playing. <laughs> man, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. It is difficult having two kids under three, bull. It's not easy. But you got to love it, man. I, I would not replace that for the world. I wouldn't replace them for the world. Uh, Wade McBride says, Mark Way is a very big individual. That he is. That he is. John Butler says, not since the O-line that featured Adrian McGee. That O-line won all the awards. But they did. But... But John, they didn't. They didn't have this depth, though. And I, and I will be honest. I don't think this O line had that kind of talent. I don't think that O nine. I don't think that nineteen team had this kind of talent. I don't think they had an Emory Jones, Will Campbell, or Lance Hearn. Now, I think Lloyd Cushenberry was your best offensive lineman on that team. I mean, and, and those guys are in the league. I mean, Austin Declus is in Houston. Sadiq Charles is in Washington. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. Is obviously in Denver. Um, um, Ed Ingram is the starting right guard from Minnesota. Um, who am I forgetting? I mean, Adrian McGee's not in the league. I mean, that hurts me to say because I'm a I'm I'm from Franklinton, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Donovan says, I'm with you, Blake, LOL. I got a one-and-a-half-year-old and a, a two-month-old. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. I thought I was spacing them out. Uh, Jeff says, wait a year. Green, uh, Tredez Green, that's true, from East Philly, Indiana, is the next Antonio Gates. Well, he's bigger than Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates is not that big, but I get what you're saying. Dude's a freak of nature. Dude's an absolute freak of nature. No doubt about that. Absolutely zero, zero doubt about that. Um, as well, I kind of thought you, I, you know, Donovan says I had a vasectomy Tuesday. My wife and I, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I, you know. Oh, thank you, Jason. Jason says Damian Lewis. That's right. Damian Lewis is in Seattle. He's a starting right guard, left guard. It's in Seattle. That's right. That's right. But I still, with even all those five guys, you know, playing or starting in the NFL, I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're more talented um, than Will Campbell, Emory Jones, and what you'll have in Lance Hurd. And I still think Miles Frazier is going to play and start in the league for a while. I really do believe that. I just don't think he's in the right position. 
I think that he's a, I think that he's a tackle. But what do I know? And hell, you might you might even move Miles Frazier out to right tackle. Maybe move Emory Jones to left guard. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. So, uh, Jeff, we weren't out there today. They didn't. They didn't practice today. They didn't practice today. I kind of thought you guys would talk. Would want to talk more baseball. To be honest with you, we're fifty three minutes in. I thought y'all would want to talk more baseball. But I mean, we can talk whatever y'all want. Whatever topic y'all want to bring up. I mean, Carolina traded for the 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 Bears uh, number one overall pick today. Um, I mean, clearly signaling that they want Bryce or um, CJ, in my opinion, because you're not going to move up that much. You're not going to move up that far to to draft Anthony Richardson. Or, or, And some people are even talking about them, you know, which I hope that they do draft Will Levis. But why would you trade that high to get Will Levis? Maybe it's CJ Stroud. Maybe it's Bryce Young. But, you know, I think both of those two guys are going to go one-two, you know. And if I personally, if I'm them, I would go Bryce Young. And I know that a lot of people, you know, have issues with his size. But you have issues with his size because of Kyler Murray, right? You don't – I mean – I mean, Andy got hurt this year. Like, I mean, I, I can't I, I can't defend him there. Um But if Carolina drafts, if Carolina drafts Anthony Richardson, man, Timmy Martin says I can't wait to hear the conversation with Carter now because he's going to be all Richardson to the Panthers. I love Carter Bryant more than any than anybody on the on, on the planet, Hi, hyperbolically. Um, I I don't understand. Look, and I was high on Anthony Richardson to start the season. I, I do know that he has the traits. I think that he has the traits. But 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 at the end of the day, at the end of the day, guys, I mean, is he a good quarterback? I mean, we, you have multiple games. Uh, well, Blake, he runs a 4-4. Sounds cute. I, I mean, can't we've seen quarterbacks lead teams who should be number one overall picks not to be 6-6. Six and six. That means that Billy Napier is the worst coach in probably history. If you're talking about a transcendent player that should go number one overall and they went six and six, guys, they lost to Vandy. Number one overall picks don't lose to Vandy. And Ryan says he's a poor man's Cam Newton. No, I, I Cam was a better thrower than him, was more accurate. Like, people forget how good Cam Newton was, dog. They, uh, Brandon Reese says they have Young going to the Colts. Well, not now. I mean, what Colts don't, Colts aren't in the front two. They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do something. Uh, Bart Smokey says, Do you see that Hurd starting Sunday? Very possibly. Now, me and Matt Trent talked about that yesterday on the show. Um, I could see Thatcher Hurd throwing on Sunday, especially now. I mean, but what do you do with Chase Shores? I mean, I don't know. I could see it, but I could definitely see it. And 
Really, Bart, I, I, I'm to the point where I would start asking the question. Like, I would really start asking the question, do you get him a Sunday start before you go into A&M? Thatcher Hurts looked good the last couple of outings. He got, he got touched up a little bit in the, the first inning against Texas. He got out of it with a double play by Jordan Thompson. And then after that, he rolled, man. He rolled. They, they couldn't touch him. And I also wonder what they're going to do with Nate Ackenhausen. You know, all Nate Ackenhausen's done is, like, literally dominate everybody he's seen. I mean, he's given up a hit. Like, a hit. <laughs> Nate Ackenhausen has been, and, and uh, before you say he did, he did, he never started. Yes, he did. He started last year in junior college. I mean, it's a great problem to have. Uh, it was good to see Riley Cooper, though, out, to, uh, out there on the mound tonight. Um... He hadn't gone in the last seven games. You you kind of wonder if he was hurt a little bit or he, did he do something? I, I don't know. I don't know if he was, like, partially suspended. I mean, I don't even come close to taking that to the bank. I have no idea. You know, but the guy didn't come in in seven games and start you know, started twice on a Saturday. I mean, you would think if a guy started twice on two Saturdays back-to-back and he doesn't play for seven straight games, was he hurt? Did he get suspended? Did he do something silly? Did he do something that – Jay Johnson didn't like like what happened there. I think Jay needs. I think I, I w- This is why I hate not being out there every single day for the LSU baseball beat. Somebody's got to ask the question. Like I, I don't know why these guys aren't asking these questions and girls. Like ask the dude the question. That that part I just don't get. Jason Wiley would probably win the comment of the night. That 40-time doesn't erase tape, no doubt. Good, bad, or, in, or, or indifferent. Good, bad, or, or indifferent. What's so crazy to me, man, what's so crazy to me, okay, is if I put Jane Daniels and Anthony Richardson's stats side by side, you would not know who it was. Actually, actually, you know what? Let me let me scratch that from the record. You wouldn't know who it was because the truth is J- Anthony Richardson isn't even do- doing the things that Jane Daniels is doing. Jane has Jane has more yards, Jane has more touchdowns, he has more rushing yards, more rushing touchdowns. And the, you know, like everybody looks at the LSU box score as an example, right? Okay, but you take that one long run away and LSU refusing to tackle him and and Jay Ward trying to hit the ball out without wrapping up and tackling him. What does he do? You know, he goes nine for 27 against Florida State. Hell, Jayden led your team all the way back in which you probably in a game that you should have won. Give me the guy that's more accurate before you say he, this. Uh, the other guy's got a bazooka for an arm. I can teach timing and rhythm, and, and but if you got accuracy, give it to me. It's like the whole Burrow conversation. Everybody says, oh, well, Burrow and, you know, his timing's insane. Well, yeah, his timing's got to be insane to be his good. He doesn't have the bazooka of an arm. Now, Joe's got a really great arm. Like, let's not get that twisted either. If Joe wants to uncork one, he will. But Brady didn't have one. Breeze didn't have one. Hell. 
I mean, we're so enamored by it. But you know, you know what makes you know what makes a guy like Patrick Mahomes so lethal? It's not that he just has a bazooka for an arm. It's that he's deadly accurate with that bazooka. He's got a I mean, he's got a rifle. Literally, pun intended, with the scope. His scope is his accuracy. John Andrews says, what do you think about Will Wade to Magnese? Well, it's number one. Apparently, it's not finalized. Um, it's not finalized. So, we'll see. Good for him. Good for Will. Doesn't, doesn't change what he did here. Good and bad. But I do think if Will was such a high commodity that everybody says that he was, like, think about this. Think about this for just a minute. Chris Beard got fired. Think about this for just a quick second. Chris Beard got fired from Texas. Fired for alleged domestic violence. Now, the cases were dropped. Due process. You always got to let due process play out. However, a dude was allegedly beating up someone in a domestic violence situation. And then the charges got dropped and he got hired at Ole Miss before Will Wade did. Think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. I think that we hold on to Will Wade and things with Will Wade because of, obviously, he was here, and he was our a-hole, if you will. Like, everybody loved that he was a jerk to everybody because he was ours. He was our jerk. But once, you know... And I hate, you know what? And here's a pet peeve of mine. Y'all ready? Here's a pet peeve of mine. Um, Pet peeve of the night. I hate when LSU gets hit with a violation of something, like recruiting violation, and everybody runs to this, the, like the, 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 uh, well, everybody else is doing it. Well, not everybody else is getting caught the way that you're getting caught. Right? So... I really hate that comparison. I, I really do hate it because I don't care what goes on at Kansas. I don't care what goes on at Duke. I, I mean, the only, the only thing that you could bring up with Duke is that we have a, we have federal, we have a federal subpoena to Zion's family and Zion in court admitting to living in a house that a mansion, I might add, while he was at Duke that the, that the lease on it, the six-month lease with a year-long lease per month, per month, was $8,000 a month. Eight grand, guys. $100,000 a year is being paid into a house that Zion and his family were living in. And we got court documents backing that. Like, that's not made up. Like, that was literally... Literally investigated by the high court. Investigated by the high court. Because it went all the way up to the court of appeals. 
And so, like, I can understand and sympathize with some specific cases, but you know who they couldn't ever tie it to in that case with Zion? Shisevsky. They couldn't get one bit of uh, of anything, not a, not a gray hair in sight. And then the Will Wade thing happens, and everybody gets mad at me. Like, guys, do y'all remember how much ridicule we took on this show for saying fire Will Wade? Do y'all remember that? Because I do. I remember getting blistered behind it. Will did things that hurt LSU and got five level one violations. By the way, football is tied into that for stuff that Les Miles did, Ed Orgeron did. And I, I, and I got to sit here and say, if, if Will's going to be a sacrificial lamb for LSU football, I, I know that a lot of you love basketball. I, I get it. Football is more important. It's just more important for the overall sanctity of your athletic department and program. Football, football trumps, not only trumps, towers over, towers over anything LSU basketball has ever done. It sounds cute. Big Baby Davis and Tyrus Thomas and all those dudes got to a Final Four. You got to one Final Four while LSU in that same time span is playing in four national titles. Like, what comparison are you trying to draw here? People don't want to spend the NIL money in men's basketball, whether it been with Will Wade or... If it's with Matt McMahon right now, what they want to do is spend it and give it to Brian Kelly and a winner. Those boosters didn't like Will Wade that much. And you know how I know that? Because when NIL went through and people could and players could start receiving money, you know who they didn't go help out? Will Wade. Your own booster crew. Didn't even didn't even like the dude enough. Didn't even like the dude enough. And you're and you're asking me what now? All right, a couple more, then we'll get out of here. Anthony B. Saints says that boy Skeens is that dude. I agree. I agree. Best pitcher in college baseball right now. Uh, John says JD five is excellent game manager. I think he's more than a game manager. Game managers don't do that against Bama. Does not take a risk with the football. He's going to have to take some this year. Brandon says now a lot of fans want Matt McMahon fired after year one. You can't do that. You're going to have to live with it. You're going to have to live with it. Ryan says they're helping kill Mulkey. Yeah, and it's crazy how much they're helping Kim and they're not they didn't help Will. Guys, look how much they helped Jay before they helped Will. Again, you you can hate me all you want. You can hate my ever living guts for that. Doesn't change it. Doesn't change it. 
Um, so LSU just had their fourth run rule win in the last five games. They now lead the nation in with five run rules on the season. This team hates playing nine innings. That is for um, 11.7 um, on Twitter. Beating Butler 12 to 2, beating Central Connecticut 26 to 4, beating Central Connecticut again 13 to 0, beating Butler 11 to 0, beating Lamar 9 to 2, and then beating Sanford tonight 11 to 1. That's absolutely fantastic. That's going to get a retweet. Absolutely fantastic. I love it, man. I love it. Um uh, Wade says, do you think BK can get Dylan Moses, little brother, to stay home? Yeah, Kylan. Kylan Moses. I think he can. 2025 linebacker would be massive to get him. Massive. Got to get him. Can't miss again, man. You can't miss again. Got to go get him. Got to go get him. All right. So, uh, we'll be doing the Rafino and Joe show. Uh, he said Lamar wasn't 10 runs. Yeah, it wasn't. But so I guess, let me see that again. He said four of the last five. Yeah. He says LSU just had their fourth run rule in the last five games. So we'll be doing the Rafino and Joe show tomorrow at 10. So stop on by, type into YouTube, Rafino and Joe show. Don't forget to subscribe. Last one, JD5 says, John, JD5 does not do crazy things with the ball nor should he nor should he i mean carry uh, <laughs> through an interception yesterday when we were there so i don't but he looked good i'll admit garrett garrett looked good man can't take it away from him all right see you tomorrow at 10 a.m rafino and joe show go subscribe peace out girl scouts this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.